This is the way I live. Little boy still pushing big wheels. I stack my money, lay low, and chill. Don't need to work hard. That's the way I feel. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show. And in the studio, I have my good friend Amber back with me. Amber, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Would you like to be called Amber? Would you like to be called Amber Turner? Would you like to be called Amber Renee? Amber Negay? What would you like to be called? <laughs> you know, let's just go with Amber Negay. Let's go with Amber Negay. Let's go with Amber Negay. I like the naturalness of it. So, we are sitting in potentially the possible permanent studio of Off the Cuff right now. Yeah. Like, this is something that you've offered to possibly turn this room inside your house into a possible studio. I think that would be amazing. We've got to have a permanent home. So what we're doing is we're trying this we're trying this podcast out at a different location at a different studio here at what what could we call this studio? It's got to have a name. I think we should just call it the studio so when we get mad at each other we can pull a PDD and say I'm shutting the studio down. I'm shutting the studio down. Yeah, I'm shutting yeah. the studio down. I like it. You know, there's a lot been going on in both of our lives, a lot been going on in your life, a lot been going on in my life, but the one thing that I've been wanting to ask you is why in the blue hell have we not made an attempt to go to Maury Pulvich when we got tickets just the other day? We actually got another email. Yes. Uh, we've got all new dates. All new dates. And then I will get an email for October with all new dates. But they will take a hiatus from November, December, January, and half of February. That's right, folks. We are going to Maury Pulvich to watch I... Or you are not the father. Or, or you are, you the, are father. the father. Yes. Or maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe we'll get lucky and actually catch a rare Maury Pulvis show where he's not doing one of those, are you the father? It could be, uh, you dissed me when I was young and now I'm hot, it, but it, those are always a little awkward. It could be, it could be, I'm a trainee, you thought I was, uh, your little feminine girl, but he's really a guy. Oh, <laughs> Who knows what it could be. Maury oh. Pulvis is... What I respect about it, though, is that Maury, people have always felt really comfortable to come on his show. Black people, gay people, Mexican people, homeless people. That old man has a way of just making people feel good, and I like that about Maury. You know, so off the cuff, this is a show where we talk about random things, and I was like, Amber, this is your second time on the show. You know, kind of have topics, come prepared to talk about certain stuff, and just write down the topics when we talk about them. And boy, oh boy, did you come prepared to talk about some things. And I was just like looking through here at some of the things that you were listing on here. And the, the name of this episode should really be called Things That Irritate Amber. <laughs> but the number one thing that you got on here is McDonald's. Could you could you elaborate on that little uh, concept of why McDonald's is on this list? Okay. So yesterday I had to go into work really early. Mm-hmm. So, I thought, I'm going to treat myself after working, you know, in the early, early morning hours. Yes. So, my wonderful husband has accompanied me to McDonald's. Okay. Because I want my egg and cheese biscuit. Yes. And I want my medium Coke. Yeah. And my small orange juice. Too heavy in the morning, though. McDonald's makes me No, perfect. no. It's wonderful. It's the best breakfast. Best coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker. You know that. Yeah. So, obviously, I'm a two, I'm a two drinker. Mm-hmm. I always, if you go to a restaurant with me, you know I get a pop and I get a water. Same here, I get a coffee and I get a water, but go ahead, yes. Exactly, so I automatically <laughs> have eaten up two, the two cup holders right. that come in a vehicle. Right. In the front. Yes. So obviously my husband's going to get something to drink as well. Right. So by the time we place our order, um, 
we get up to the window where we're going to retrieve our food. Mm-hmm. And I see the little boy behind the glass, and I want to bang on the glass and tell him very quickly, please don't do that. <laughs> but I see him struggling with a drink carrier. Okay, yeah, the drink carriers. See him struggling with this recycled material cardboard drink carrier. And again, I want to knock on the window and say, sir, please don't do that. Yeah, I hate that. It's just so much trouble. It's like they go through so much, and it's not making it more convenient for it you. It doesn't make it any any more inconvenient. It's just inconvenient. It's actually inconvenient because you already have your, your coasters cleared out, yep. ready to put what you want to put in there. But the drink carrier, you, you have to either take the drinks out of the drink carrier and put them into your coasters that you were going to use, or you have to keep it there in your seat and hold it while you drive so they won't spill over. Because those things are not deep cup holders. No, they They spill not. over pretty easily. And, you know, if you're sitting in a vehicle, obviously, you're moving. So you've got liquids <laughs> in these flimsy containers as it is. Uh, moving. And nothing's more aggravating than when you spill something on yourself or in your car. In my car, in, at least on myself, I can take, you know, whatever I've spilled off, but I have leather seats in my car. Can you, though? What if you're on your way to work? Can you spill something on your way to work? Well, I wear scrubs to work, so it usually doesn't matter. But still yet, though, you don't want to be walking around with, like, a ketchup stain on your scrub shirt, do you? Or do with you? what I do, it really doesn't <laughs> matter because I might end up with... <laughs> Something grosser by the end of the night. That's true. What so. you do, yeah, that's pretty disgusting. So, I understand that. And uh, you also have a little hash over here. He says people ordering. Well, like, what? What do you mean by that? Oh, jeez. Okay, I've been on this earth for twenty nine years. Yeah, both of us. Yes. Twenty nine years. And at no point has McDonald's ever done a major overhaul. They have taken some things off. They have put some things on. Mm-hmm. But the staple things have been there since we've been alive. Big Mac. Number one. Quarter Pounder. Number two. <laughs> two cheeseburgers. <laughs> Number and three. Yes. And a 10-piece nugget. Number five. Okay, or so four. nothing has changed on this menu. Right. And I would like to go as far as saying a lot of people who go to McDonald's frequent McDonald's. Mm-hmm. So that means if you were there yesterday... Chances are the menu hasn't changed today. And they take forever to order. They look as though the menu's going to change, as (laughs) if it's going to magically roll over and there's going to be a T-bone that McDonald's is going to offer you today. No, I get really aggravated. Let me tell you what I did one time. So I get aggravated because the drive-thru, I think, is supposed to be, you're supposed to pull up, order, know what you want, go, because people have stuff to do. They're, it's fast food. They're they're trying to get their food fast. That's the whole concept of fast food. So I pulled up to a McDonald's, as a matter of fact, oh, ordering food. And this woman, this young girl, she was taking forever. She had a Bernie Sanders sticker on her, on oh. her trunk. Oh. And she was taking forever ordering her food from McDonald's. And she was like, um, let's see. Let me see. Um, how's the number five taste? Or is this number seven? Does that come with pickles? Because, oh, my God, I hate pickles. And, like, the, I'm, I'm aggravated at this point. It's lunchtime. I'm tired. There was some there was some, uh, some bullshit, fuck shit, horse shit that happened earlier that day. And I was just really aggravated. And I was just like, I just rolled my window down. Ashley was, like, asking questions and stuff. And I just go, go! I just screamed, go! And she turns around and she says, oh, my God, how does it feel to be a dick? And I said, it feels pretty good, Bernie Sanders. Drive on up. And uh, so she finally moves out of the way. She's like, I'm good on what I want. And, like, she, like, drives away. She doesn't even order. But, yeah, I feel you. Like, it really aggravates me when you – it's rude to take a lot of time at the drive-thru. I've got a 30-minute lunch 
that means I've got five minutes to get there, five minutes to get my food, five minutes to get back, and I might have a few minutes to eat because I'm going to have to go to the bathroom before I go back to the floor. So, you know, I, I need to go. We don't all have the luxury of, you know, spare time. You know, people, people not knowing what they want to eat at fast foods is almost as aggravating as people just typing back the letter K after a long conversation. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, so I was having a discussion with uh, another friend of mine, and I was trying to explain that if you send a detailed message to someone and they respond with the letter K, it's usually not a good sign. Right. Usually not not a good sign. Right. They're, are you saying they're, they're, they're pissed? I would say if you are a female, you are being salty. Mm-hmm. If you are a male, you are disinterested. Mm-hmm. And unisex, you don't really care. <laughs> well, unisex, you just mean like... Anybody. Oh. Free game. Free game on that one. But, you know, I try to tread lightly with this one because I would say, let's say 12 years ago... Um, I was actually on my way to the football field to get into a fight. Okay. Get into a fight. This, this, was this in high school? Yes. Okay. And uh, a certain someone uh, by the name of Adam Banks. <laughs> Y'all know him quite well here on the show. <laughs> stopped me in the hallway as I'm on my way to fight with this girl. And I was very rude to him. Anybody who's known me and Adam knows we've been friends for a long time. You know where this story's going. <laughs> so, um... Oh, yeah. This I is coming back. absolutely terrible because yeah. I have been so rude to him. But I had to make it to the football field to let this girl know that I was going to get her. <laughs> I was going to get her. You was going to make her pay today. Today. <laughs> so, Valerie I... Valerie Johnson. No, Erica Sloan. Erica Sloan. Erica Sloan. So I finally get, you know, out to the football field and I do my thing. Yeah. And I come back and I'm I'm sitting in the last period, which was my journalism class or I think it was my journalism class or one of my advanced English classes. I don't know why I took advanced English. Yeah. Uh, um, But I remember sitting there in my old school, you know, chair desk. Those things are weird. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking, oh man, you know, I was mean to Adam. I probably should go apologize to him before we leave and go home for the day. Uh-huh. So I sign out. It's my last sign out I can have for that quarter of yeah. the semester. Yeah. <laughs> and you were in what, French? Probably. No, it wasn't French. I had French in the morning. I think it was like some type of easy Kathy Conley class, maybe. I don't know. No, you were in Miss Patton's class. I don't know what class I had 11 years ago. In the I don't period. know. I just remember going to Miss Patton's room. And I pulled him. You know, I said, you know, can I speak to Adam? And he came outside. And, you know, I could just tell he was pissed. I think by this point in our relationship, we could probably read each other pretty good. Right, right, right. You know, now we can do it even better. He doesn't even have to say anything, and mm-hmm. I know what he's thinking. Um, but I pull him out, and I attempt to apologize the best I can. I'm extremely sorry. I'm so sorry. I remember this. It was very heartfelt. Like, you really poured out your heart to me. Oh, I was, I was so upset yeah. because I had never been rude to you. Yeah, it was a very sweet apology. Like, up to this point, yeah. I had always went out of my way to be super nice to him. Yeah. So, this one time, I decided to be a dick to him, and I give him this five-minute speech of, Oh, my gosh, please don't be mad at me. Oh, I love you. Please don't be mad at me. And this motherfucker looks at me and says... Okay. 
Yeah, after her big apology, long felt apology, my response was okay. Okay. And and she said, and she looks back at me, dead in the face, looks at me, kind of stunned that I said okay, and she was kind of shocked, didn't know what to say, and she looks back at me and just says okay, okay, <laughs> and then walks away. So now, like twelve years later, however long, gosh, that's been, we still go okay, okay, like when like when we have something to say to each other, we'll be like okay, or like if she says something real serious, I'll go okay. Yeah, it's just it's always been something that has just plagued our relationship almost, but we can't shake it at this point. Yeah, it's kind of it's, it's kind of a staple. Yeah, it's, it's dug in there. Do you remember that time that you were really telling me something very philosophical in your life, telling me how about how you were thinking about transferring from college one morning, and I was on the phone with you, and like you were waiting for my answer, and like after you like laid out your entire heart, I said, "Yeah, I'll take a French toast platter." <laughs> And he said, you did not just respond to me that I'll take a French toast platter, did you? And let's just preface that with a lot of times that I used to call Adam, I would wait for a response and there would be something like that in the background. I would not get a response to what I was talking about, but he would be ordering food or he would be, you know, at the gas station getting something to drink. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of been... Yeah, that's that's the norm for us. Yeah. I'm kind of used to it at this point. There was a lot of stuff, weird stuff I would always do, like over the phone with you, like bleach my teeth, uh, be ordering something, some type yeah. of food, uh, using the bathroom, using the bathroom. Oh, that was common. Like that's that still occurs. Like when I'm yeah. talking to you on the phone, like uh, yeah. I'll go to the bathroom. It's like my bladder wants to release when you call. <laughs> that's what happens. I'm digging the blonde hair, by the way. I was sitting here looking Thank at you. it. It's starting to grow on me. I'm really like meaning it. Like I used to think black hair was your thing. That's what you needed to keep it as, mm-hmm. or then maybe like brown. But I am, I am digging the blonde. It's starting to. Today, I actually done something very weird. Um, I was reading online, which you know, uh, we were having the discussion, you know, on the way up, you know, about reading things online, and uh, I uh, come across how to repair damaged hair. Yeah, and I got to thinking, my hair is pretty damaged. I need to do this. You've had a lot of bullshit with your hair, ain't you? Like, a lot of things happen to it. Yes. Like, well, I had alopecia when we were in which high is, school. Which is why alopecia? Um, it, I'd lost my hair. Okay. Lost so a lot of That wasn't when Isidore broke your knee? That was not when Isidore broke my knee, but thank you for bringing up a bad memory. <laughs> alopecia, okay. So. And what causes alopecia? Um, it was hereditary at that point. Okay. Yeah, it was hereditary. Uh, Serial steroid shots uh, in the crown of my head uh, to Good Lord. alleviate that. Yeah, done a lot. I've done a lot to keep this hair. So um, I think Khloe Kardashian had that because she was losing her. You hair know, too. that's my mentor. Yep. Like she's who I'm modeling myself after. I want to look like Khloe Kardashian. Yeah, she's um, yeah. She, speaking of like the whole family, you know, the youngest one, the youngest, youngest, the the baby, the. Kylie is yeah, pregnant. Is pregnant. Yeah, like that's to me. How is she? Just seems like a kid. I think it's weird because you see them on TV their whole life, and like that show. By the way, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Uh, ten years. Ten years today, today. and which is. Quite and you know we both are um, into entertainment, but I I just have to speak on that for just a second, and not to say this show is condoning keeping up with the Kardashians, but what they have done is fascinating. It is ten years they have stayed relevant in reality TV. I don't think anyone has ever had a longer running reality television show no. to follow them around like that. Laguna Beach was big, but it wasn't long. Two 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 seasons. The Hills, great. Five seasons. Five seasons. The Osbournes, great, 
five, six seasons. Couple of seasons. Uh, uh, you know, there's there's so many Britney Spears. Britney Spears getting chaotic. One the, season. Hogan knows best. Great show, four or five seasons. But my point that I'm making is this: Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I think, is starting to premiere their 14th season. They've had 20 some different spinoffs. Oh yeah. So they have stayed relevant for 10 years. And if you want to think about it, they've actually been relevant longer than that. Because if you think, you know, uh, The Simple Life came out in, what, 2002? Mm -hmm. And Kim was the personal assistant to Paris Hilton. Yeah. So although she was not front runner, she still made herself known. Yeah. Yeah, I think their lives started to change in 2007 when that show premiered. But yeah, that was what they've been able to... They have left a mark for sure in pop culture. Oh, definitely. And, you know, there are a lot of people who will naysay them and say, Oh, you shouldn't watch this. You know, you shouldn't... You should not want to be like them. But they're absolutely brilliant. Brilliant people. They have made money by living. That's it. By breathing. Yep. By talking. Mm -hmm. By walking. Mm -hmm. By putting on clothes. Yeah. Sometimes not even... By taking clothes. off their clothes. That is very true. They take their off, by taking off their clothes. But yeah, the youngest one is pregnant now. She is pregnant by... Travis Scott. Which is pretty... Uh, you know... Whoa. I Come out of nowhere. I, 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 I don't know who he is. Um, I tried to look at him. But they he, love black men, don't they? They do. All, all of them are into black men. And do you think that they are... Do you think that they all like to follow in their... Like, even the youngest ones. Even the mom... You know, she dated white men all of her life, and then all of a sudden she starts dating a black man. Do you think that they are just trying to follow in the sister's footsteps? Well, let's just say that Kim laid the, the foundation for the way this family was going to be. She absolutely has. She did. In, in, two, in what, 2006, she uh, released a pornographic video. With a black man. With Ray J. Yeah. And since then, um, I feel as though they have all... Pushed to be like her, you know. Poor Chloe again. She is my my absolute idol. Um, look how she's transformed her entire self. Yeah, she looks like Kim. Yeah, yeah. She definitely has. Who has Chloe? You're you're absolutely right. They all have kind of revolved their whole life around. It all started with her story with the sex tape, and then they've kind of followed. Her. She's always kind of been the star, and they've always kind of followed like what she's done. But I think the true driving force behind that entire empire is Mama Kris Jenner. Oh, it is. She is the one who pitched the reality show to Ryan Seacrest, which that's how it started. He came over for dinner, and he was having dinner with him, and he said, you know what? Y'all need to be on TV. You guys are entertaining. And he gave him a seven-episode test run for season one. Yep. He ordered seven episodes. It did pretty decent. They said, well, we'll renew you for two, and then it just kind of went from there. It just there. went from there. And, you know, that is is—it's something. When you, If you think you need a reality show, give it a try, because if, if, if I, I don't think you can actually say, okay, I need a reality show. I think other people need to tell, be able to look at you and just find you interesting enough to say, you need your own reality show. I just don't know if I could really handle someone following me around all the time. It would get old. Well, I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> So, and I do some really weird things, but I don't think I don't even want to tell you all what I do in private. Like, it would make you guys, you guys would lock me up in a psycho loony band if you guys saw me in private. I guess a couple things that you do. Yeah, I mean, like, sometimes I'll I'll stand in the mirror. Like, I swear to you, I'll stand in the mirror 
I'll stand in the mirror and I will have a full blown conversation with myself. I probably should not admit that, <laughs> but like I do, I'll have like a full blown conversation. Like I won't answer myself back. Like I'll answer myself sometimes. Okay, so you kind of take it to the <laughs> yeah, next level. I answer like, myself. How are you doing today, Amber? Great. No, like Good. I'll I'll have a debate with myself. Like yeah. if I you know want to wear a particular you know yeah. shirt, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. say okay, let me put this on, and then I'll look at myself. I'm like oh damn, you look bad in that, and I'll take it off, and then I'll yeah. say okay, let's put this one on. Yeah, and I'll put that one on. And I'm like well. From the front, I look good. From the side, it's a big old mess. So I'm gonna have to take that one off. Yeah. So the whole time, I'm having a conversation with myself, answering myself, debating with myself. I'm the same way. Like I'll say, yeah, Adam, you don't really want to go there. It's just you'll get in the way. You'll bother people. And like I'll be saying this verbally out loud. Be like, I mean, it's there's de- it's definitely a good reason why I shouldn't go. I'll say to myself. So like, yeah, I'll yeah. I'll talk to myself. I mean, that's something that I'll I do. think it's healthy. I think if you know. If people don't talk to themselves, Absolutely. then obviously you're not interesting. Right. Because, you know, if you can't even carry a conversation with yourself, what the hell makes you think somebody else wants to carry a conversation with you? Exactly. But, yeah, so I don't really – I didn't mean to kind of get off on the keeping up with the Kardashians, but I do think that was worth mentioning because of their impact and it being their 10-year anniversary. It is. You know, probably – I will be watching it. Yeah. Yes. I, you know. I will be watching that. I probably might be watching it. So <laughs> – I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. So, Amber, looking through your list, I think we've covered every single thing except one thing. And I don't really know what you mean by it. backing into parking spaces. What do you mean? Okay. So, usually when we go out somewhere, you know, I, I drive a smaller vehicle. I drive a little juke. This little thing, I can put it in any any spot that I could possibly find. Throw it in all-wheel drive and jump the hill if I need to. Yeah. So... It's pretty easy for me to find a spot. Yeah. Now, my car's still newer. Mm-hmm. I don't want to park up front. I don't want to be up in the main front. I want to be as far away from people as I can because I don't like door dings. But one thing that I have noticed is typically people who drive bigger vehicles and they don't know how to drive their vehicles always want to back into the parking spaces. Right. They don't just want to pull straight in. Yeah. So they take an additional 10 minutes to, okay, let me Austin Powers it this way, and then <laughs> let me pull forward, yeah. and let me bring it back again, and then pull forward, yeah. and let me get out and look to see if I'm on the lines. And I'm like, look, you could have done parked this shit, been in the store, been back out, and backed out like a normal human being. People do weird stuff. I mean, it really just, people do extra stuff. And it makes me think that people think they have all the time in the world. Like, we live in a very precious... We, time is precious. We only have 24 hours in a day. I do not want to waste my time following slow traffic, following no. stupid people who are very slow in parking lots and in convenience stores, waiting in line. I hate that kind of stuff. So I understand. Well, I think the thing that made me so irritated was... You know, this is early in the morning hours. We decided we were going to go, my husband and I, we were going to go to Steak and Shake. Yes. So, we go to Steak and Shake. Well, everybody who watches or keeps up with anything, uh, Big Blue Nation knows that we had a football game yesterday against yes. our longtime rival. Florida, yes. Florida. I was there. I seen that. Yeah, I was there. I had a blast. The atmosphere was the best atmosphere that I have seen since I've been in Commonwealth Stadium, or excuse me, Kroger Field, and I have been, oh, I've been in Kroger Field for a lot of big games. The LSU game in 2007 when they were number one, when Kentucky beat them, when they beat Louisville that same year, when we beat Tennessee after the 30-year streak and we rushed the field. I have been in plenty of big atmospheres at that stadium, but nothing compared to last night. You could feel the vibes, the energy. 
around that whole entire stadium. There was a buzz the entire day. And I was there. We really thought it was going to be the year. The 30-year streak was supposed to end. And it was a good game. We owned and dominated the game until the end. Until the very end, which I think, for lack of a better word, or I think we were cheated. And I don't mean to sound like some cheap cliche, but we were trying to get the ball into Florida territory to kick the field goal. And what happened is when it got into the territory to where we were able to kick probably a 50-some-yard kick field goal, Austin McGinnis could have kicked it because he is like 10 for 10. I'm sure you got a crush on Austin McGinnis. Like oh, you, you crush on like everybody weird like that. What the heck? But, but we finally got into that territory, and they call a holding charge on us. We were cheated. The SEC did not want Kentucky to win that game. I don't know what it was. Maybe they didn't want to be charged $250,000 for rushing the field. Maybe they didn't uh, want to – I don't know. I just think that Kentucky was cheated. It was a good game. A one-point loss, I think, is it's, probably it's, the worst The worst kind. A one-point loss is not good. It's it's hard. Like, it really it's is – It's probably the worst kind. It was, And I, there has been a lot of hard I, – I do think it was the hardest football loss of all time. I do think for Kentucky fans, it's going to fall in the – Top ten worst losses of UK history. So, like, you know, are we it, saying just football or football and basketball? I'm, I'm talking like UK athletics. Now, in football, I would say this is number one. This was this was sad. Uh, basketball, there's a lot that trump it. You know, there's the Christian Leitner. There's the Wisconsin game in 2015. Uh, there's that the John Wall year when they lost to West Virginia in oh, the geez. Elite Eight. But this one right here, it sucks because it was the year. It was 30 years. It seemed appropriate. The fans were ready. The fans were excited. I don't think they'll ever be as excited for another football game like they were for this one. They won't be that excited for a long, long time. No. So. No. It's kind of like, you know, learning that your crush has a foot fungus. You know, you're kind of over it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you watched it? Uh, We watched bits and pieces of it. Um just, you know, mainly Snapchat stories and I uh, had a lot of friends there. Obviously you were updating yours yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, just people posting on Facebook and trying to get a UK athlete football player to come on the show. Trying to get him to come on and uh, we can bring him into the new freshly studio. I wanna call this maybe the Belmont studio because this is a Belmont court. <laughs> I'm gonna call this the Belmont studio. So yeah, I'm trying to get him to come into the Belmont. And hopefully by then we can get a leather couch. We really could and have it there like Howard Stern. Have you seen his have you seen his studio where he sits in this one space and uh-huh. then this uh, co-host Robin, she sits kind of across from him where they can make eye contact? That w- that would just be like a dream to like have a studio like that. I think we could we could turn this into that. Yeah, and then they have like a couch for their guest to sit on and their uh-huh. guest sits with their microphone up to their or like a headset on and they sit on the couch real relaxed. We need to get that going. We could make So what do we need? We need a couch. We need a table for me, a table for you. We need another microphone. And we need some type of... Soundproof barrier. We need some soundproof barriers. Yep. We need some soundproof barriers, and we're good. We need two microphones, one for me and a potential guest, whoever that may be. Or if we ever decide to have a third person come in and join us for that episode. Yeah, we need that. Well, like I said, I'm going to have some free time coming up. So, 
you are going to have some free time. I am. There's, I am venturing back to college. Yes, that's exciting though. I mean, uh, but you're not like fully on like staying in the dorm and like no. joining the sorority. No, 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 no. Those days are over. You're, so you're a non-traditional student. I will be a non-traditional student uh, going into the nursing program. Well, you will be surprised of how many people your age are in college. You people, you think that not many people your age are going to be in class. Just wait until you go. Tell the audience, Amber, kind of give them your wisdom because you're a wise person. I mean, you were a psychology major your freshman year of college. Oh, give gosh, them freshman sophomore. Give them some wisdom on people. Give them some words of motivation for people who are in a similar situation who are kind of starting over over with their career start. Oh, geez. I feel like I should channel my brother right now and make it be something, you know, like, don't eat the yellow snow. <laughs> you know, something to that effect. Don't. <laughs> don't eat the yellow snow. Uh, you know, it was it's something that, you know, my husband and I have talked about, you know, for a while. Um, I, we did put me kind of going to college on the back burner because my husband was getting his master's. Mm-hmm. So that kind of, you know, took a back burner. And I, I did, you know, I actually have a very successful career um, right now that, unfortunately, you know, is coming to an end. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, I'm closing a chapter. It's always rough. Good things to say about the company? Good things to say. Good things to say. Um, I have enjoyed my entire time being with this company. It's been absolutely wonderful. Um, See, that's good. And, you know, because when I quit my job, (laughs) I was very raw with my feelings on what I felt about it. But, you know, I didn't bash anyone at the company. I didn't bash the company itself. You'll just have to listen to the episode. I was very vocal on how I was treated in the beginning by certain people, without mentioning names. But continue. No, I mean I, I've been I've been extremely blessed yeah. to, to be there. I, I've you know I've learned a lot. You know anybody who knows me knows. You know, unfortunately, you know I, I ventured into the lab world, and yeah. you know I've, I've been a lab tech. My husband is a laboratory scientist, so I mean it, it's kind of you know deep, you know, in our household that we're both very you know science based. So. Um, it's going to kind of be weird because I'm going to be considered the enemy now of my husband. Uh, because if you've ever worked in, in the laboratory, uh, you know that um, nurses are always your number one enemy sometimes. Because you, you just don't understand each other sometimes. Um, yeah, I'm looking for like our little uh, music <laughs> box. And I cannot <laughs> find it. You keep pointing. I'm like, what are you pointing I at? I was looking for the pen and I was like, no, it's in your hand. No, 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 no. It's not in my hand. Um, so, but, you know, again, you know, my mother was, you know, my mother was a wonderful nurse for years, so I kind of feel blessed that I'm going back, you know, I'm going into a field that my mother excelled at, uh, but best wise advice I can give is if you want to do it, just do it, because you can probably accomplish more than what you think. Yeah, I like that, you know, Nike said it best, just do it. Just do it. If there's something that you want to do, just do it. Just do it. You just got to do it. You know, it won't come again. It won't come around again. You know, and I was watching, I was watching something earlier, and I, I can't remember, but it said, you know, you will never experience the same moment again. Mm-hmm. So you either relish in the fact that you just experienced something wonderful, or you revel in the fact that you are absolutely in despair because you cannot have that moment again. And people will say that you're crazy for making certain decisions. They'll judge you. They'll say things. They'll talk about you. They'll laugh about you. Like. When I took my teaching job, the one that I have now, um, if 
you know, I've told people where it's at and they kind of think I'm crazy because I do so much driving for this job. But I don't listen to that because they don't understand my plan. My plan is to do this job, get the experience, yep. get closer to where I want to be. There has You have to take steps. People live in a now society. They want things the way they want it. They want it current. They want things absolutely now. And that's what aggravates me. So, yeah, that's you know that was my little spiel on it. Well, I just I think it's gonna be a, I think it's gonna be good. I do too. I think it's gonna be a good, a good change. Yeah, I'm excited for you. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, Amber, and it's always a pleasure to um, do it here in this Belmont studio. Oh, jeez. We'll get, it, we'll get it put together for Anything you want to add before we sign off the air? Uh, don't eat the yellow snow. What does that mean? You've never heard don't eat the yellow snow? Uh, no, no, no. What does that mean? You know, when it snows and you go outside and you use the restroom, it turns the snow yellow. When so, you go outside and you use the and restroom? And you piss, it's going to turn the snow yellow. So what's the relevance to this? People go outside to eat the snow. Don't eat the yellow snow. Somebody's pissed there. I'm confused though. Like, so yes, that's that is a true fact. You don't want to eat that because there is yellow piss there. But do you not remember being a child? Just you know, like I understand that yes, when you piss in the snow, it's yellow and you shouldn't eat it. But what is is there supposed to be a comparison to that? Like, no, it's just saying. It. it literally, this is one of those times that it literally means what you say. Don't eat the yellow snow because I can remember you know going outside in the middle of the night, you know, and picking up you know a bowl of you know of of snow to make, you know, snow cream. Yeah, that one completely bomb. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> oh Amber on the show. Thank you for being on the show. I'm Adam Banks. We'll see you in the next episode of Off the Cuff. Yeah.